Typical Artists and Lillian Holman present Greenhouse. Letter four, some sexy Agatha Christie mystery. Dear Rose, I hate to get excited about what I'm sure was a very frustrating experience with your internet, but it was such fun to read your letter. Oh, geez, such fun. Now I sound like my grandmother. I'll try to get to all your questions just in case you're still interested in the answers. I do want to apologize in advance since I have to admit my letter writing skills may be a bit lacking this evening. It was an up and down day and my body is tired of keeping up with my emotions. Since you managed to rally and write though, I'm going to try. As for my name, I think maybe just Dear A would be best if you don't like Abby. Ab sounds like a gardener on a ritzy estate at the turn of the century and Gail sounds like his mother. At least with A, it sounds like we're in some sexy Agatha Christie mystery. I realize now that calling Agatha Christie sexy may damn any future effort of seeming even the slightest bit cool in your eyes, and for that, I am deeply sorry. I just like the idea of being a doomed heiress with a terrible secret in another life. <laughs> they never seem to have anything mundane to worry about, and their clothes are fabulous. Meanwhile... I spent most of my day worrying about whether I offended Mrs. Garland because I recommended today's peonies. You see, I only remembered after she had left that we had to cancel her order of peonies two years ago when Brad Mason left her daughter Barbara at the altar to run off with Janet Cooper. I mean, Barbara is fine now. She's dating Chris March, but my stomach has low-key been hurting all day. I just keep thinking about how I may have reminded Mrs. Garland about all that pain that caused and put back months and months of progress and healing. Anyway, you didn't sign up to hear about all the things I worry about. Well, you didn't sign up at all, but here we are. Please do let me know if I'm ever complaining too much. Betty used to call it my broken vinyl mode. Betty's the one I started the shop with, and to be perfectly frank, it was more like she wanted to open a shop and I followed since I didn't have any better ideas and liked playing with flowers. <laughs> When she was around, it was a bit easier to deal with the broken vinyl since I could go in the back and reset while she covered the customer service side of things. But she's in Paris now. I think your dad might have even been there when she told me. I don't remember much else about that day, but I do remember him helping me clean up the broken vase I dropped. He was super worried because I was wearing sandals and there was glass everywhere. Anyway, more details you didn't sign up for. All you need to know is that I run a flower shop and while I'm not the best with people, I'm kind of stuck with it. And if I ever sound prickly about French things, feel free to ignore me until the childish mood passes. Time for better topics. I promise details on yoga. Unfortunately, there's not much to tell this week. I think my clients may have heard about your high school friends, since literally everybody but one woman canceled on me. I can't say that doesn't smart a bit, but I did hear there's some stomach bug going around, so maybe they'll be back. I do love the woman who showed up, though. Her name is Annie, and she is beautiful. I know that sounds creepy, but I promise it's more appreciation than objectification. Yoga is all about flow and listening to your breath, and I honestly think she's the only one who actually listens. You see her breathe in, and her spine curves upward so gracefully, and she looks like a picture of calm. She even looks chill when we're doing side planks, and no one looks calm during side planks. I've been tempted to ask if she wants to get coffee and find out her secrets for, you know, life. <laughs> but she always has brunch plans with her boyfriend, Frank, when we're done. 
I joined them both, but since it turns out I can't escape even the smallest social circles that I'm a part of, I have some weird history with Frank. Not only is he Betty's brother, but I also asked him to the Sadie Hawkins dance during senior fall, and he pretended that Betty was uncomfortable with it all in order to get out of it. I only found out the truth the one and only time I ever drank, which was a week into college, and I called Betty and drunkenly accused her of ruining my one chance at true love, and she confessed that she wanted Frank to go with me, but he thought I was too uptight. Suffice to say, seven years is still not enough recovery time. The brunch would just be me trying to listen to Annie tell me how to be her when I grow up. You can still say that at 24, right? But only managing to obsess over whether Frank still thought I was uptight and getting depressed about the reminder that he was literally the last person I asked out. He doesn't know that, but I feel like it's written all over my face. Ultimately, I think at this point it's best to just leave it all on the mat. I did have one nice thing happen this week. After the last two paragraphs, you must think that is a miracle. Well, you're not alone. I was actually in a really good mood before Mrs. Garland came in because I had this super nice and charming customer who I think I managed to have a somewhat normal conversation with. He had these cute wireframe glasses on and he told me he was in California for the summer to work on a romance novel, of all things. He thought having flowers in the room might inspire him and we joked about which flowers his seemingly edgy but actually nice male lead would get to make up for the terrible misunderstanding that forced him to break up with his awkward but charming heroine. We settled on tulips, because they were classic without being roses. Also, you would have been proud of me, I think. He said, as you wish, after I asked for his credit card, and we both got his reference to The Princess Bride. I mean, he was talking about the movie, and I've only read the book, but it's a start. Anyway, his name is Jason, and it's the first time since your dad that I've had a customer who I wasn't counting the minutes until they left. I do hope he comes back. I have a feeling he is probably that nice with everyone, though, so I'm keeping my expectations low. I've been indulging your patience long enough, so I'll try and wrap this up. I've been trying my best to think of a book you might enjoy. All I've got to go on is your fantasy comment, and the problem is I read Tamora Pierce as a teenager and I tried to return to the genre, but everything seems so inferior comparatively. I just ended up rereading the Lioness Quartet and moved on. Do you like sci-fi? I feel like that's kind of close. There's a book by Ursula K. Le Guin called The Left Hand of Darkness that does amazing things with gender and politics, especially when you take into account that it was written in 1969. Let me know if you check it out and like it. I think it may make a good movie. You can also let me know what other genres you like and it may help me think of something. I do also hope that you find a way to get your cinnamon rolls back. I know how hard it is to break routine, and I bet it's even harder when that routine is so closely connected with someone you loved and lost. Do you know the name of the bakery he went to? I wonder if they do delivery. I, at the very least, would love to try them myself. Now this is really making me hungry, so I really will end this. Please do let me know how you're doing. I really loved reading your last letter, even if it was not what you planned on doing with your day. Say hi to your brother for me. He sounds like a sweetheart. Best wishes. Abby. P.S. I just remembered. I have cried over a pastry. When I was 14, I made a cherry pie to try and impress my cousin who was visiting. He was 16 and infinitely cooler than I'll ever be. I took the pie out when it was supposed to be done and all the filling had pulled out and the crust was still raw in the center. 
I had to throw it away, and when I snuck out back to cry about it, he made snickerdoodles that my grandmother declared the best dessert she'd ever tasted. Safe to say I gave up baking after that. Do you have any extended family beyond your brother with impressive culinary skills? Greenhouse is a production of Atypical Artists. It was written, directed, and edited by Lillian Holman. The voice of Abigail Adams is Helen Highfield. The show art was designed by Emily Chen. Greenhouse is produced by Lauren Shippen, Brigham Snow, and Lillian Holman. <laughs>